audio version of Michael Leitman's blog. July 13, 2022. My new article on LinkedIn, for Hezbollah, a tough hand, for our brothers, a soft heart. The Jerusalem Post just reported that Israel's ambassador to the UN Gilad Rudin has asked Secretary-General Antonio Guterres that the UN Security Council condemn the Hezbollah drone operation targeting the Karish gas rig in Israel's territorial waters last week. While the drones were shut down before they could do any damage, Rudin insisted that the attack may lead to an escalation in the region and, therefore, the international community must sharply condemn it. In my opinion, any condemnation, however strong, will accomplish nothing. Hezbollah has proven time and again that the only language it understands is that of power. Therefore, we should retaliate with deadly force, with missiles aimed not at the drones, but at the places that send them. At the same time, we must enhance our solidarity and cohesion. Only such a two-way movement will solve our security problems. When I speak of firing missiles, I do not mean exchanging fire, as it happened previously. I mean making them realize that we have had enough, and we are not willing to tolerate their aggression any longer. We have enough conventional military options to make sure this happens, and we should use all of them and not take anyone's opinion into consideration, just as no other country would hesitate to use all its power against an aggressor who has declared his intention to wipe out the defending country and has repeatedly tried to do so. On the military level, our problem is not Hezbollah, but our own hesitance against it. Hezbollah has declared war on Israel, not the other way around, so why are we not treating it like an enemy that has declared war on us, and says explicitly that it will not rest until we are gone? Why are we not destroying it? Would any other country avoid doing so? At the same time, we must not neglect our inner fortitude, which comes from our cohesion. This is the key factor in our struggle. When it comes to solidarity, we are our only enemy. Internal division within the people of Israel has always been our biggest woe and our only real enemy, since as long as we are united, no one challenges us. Currently, our hearts are soft toward our enemies, and tough toward each other. Unless we reverse the direction of our hearts, we will continue to suffer blows and our enemies will grow stronger and more brazen. Internal unity, therefore, based on solidarity and cohesion within our nation, is our ultimate weapon, not because it destroys our enemies, but because it destroys their enmity. If we act decisively on both fronts, military and social, we will succeed and the world will support us. If we neglect either, we will not succeed and the world will condemn us as it does today, and Hezbollah will keep winning. Michael Leitman, on the Times of Israel, Biden will not bring the Messiah, do not build on him. The Israeli public prepares for travel disruptions in getting to work or reaching family summer vacation destinations as the July 13th three-day visit of us, President Joe Biden is. Major arteries will be closed to public traffic as a convoy of 80 vehicles will accompany the president and 16,000 local police officers will be deployed. 
after Biden lands and walks a red carpet flanked by the military honor guard accompanied by an orchestral welcome, he will begin his planned visit without wasting a moment. The U.S. President's main goal for his trip to the Middle East, with visits to Saudi Arabia and other Arab oil-producing countries in the Persian Gulf, is to increase the amount of oil and natural gas they export to the world market in order to lower the high prices that the war in Eastern Europe is causing around the world. If he succeeds, the White House will be able to rescue Europe from the energy crisis it has been plunged into by the war in Ukraine. This will lead to a drop in oil and gas prices and will dampen inflation in the U.S. in the run-up to the American midterm elections this November. To position America as a major player, Biden wants to strengthen relations between Europe and Ukraine and establish closer ties between NATO, Ukraine and other European countries. The United States must come to grips with the huge impact of Russia's war in Ukraine while Europe is still grappling with digesting the fact that the war is approaching in giant strides. The United States has no other choice and is obliged to order and deliver what the Russians delivered in the past to Europe, otherwise the continent will not survive the cold winter. The move is much more complex than it seems. It is not just a matter of coming and signing papers. There is no solution to the conflict in sight and a prominent figure like British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who was recently forced to resign, will not be able to act now in favor of Western Europe. It is difficult to predict how successful President Biden will be in his mission, he is not a strong leader and no one guarantees that he will achieve what is expected from this visit. At first glance, everything may turn out well but only in the long run will we know to what extent the visit might lead to significant change. For Israel, Biden's visit is particularly important in taking a clear stand against Iranian hostilities in the Middle East. Unfortunately, even a regional alliance between Israel and wealthy Saudi Arabia will not be able to stop Iran from using nuclear weapons. No country will be able to stop the Persian madness. Saudi Arabia will certainly benefit from such cooperation, because Israel is strong in arms and the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia aspires to rise in the international arena. In the longer term, we will find that peace in the Middle East depends on Israel. Not in terms of military or technological capabilities, not in terms of political relations, but in terms of internal peace ties between us. As Rav Cook. The first Ashkenazi chief rabbi in pre-state Israel and one of the most significant figures in the history of the Jewish people, wrote, In Israel is the secret to the unity of the world, Ocha Kodesh. Don't miss a meeting with the Creator. A person should do everything possible in order not to miss a lesson. After all, you come not just to a lesson but to a meeting with the Creator when you connect with your friends. Even if you do not feel this connection, the Creator knows about it and understands, sees you united, and takes care of you. If you did not come to the lesson and neglect the opportunity to connect with the group, it means that you neglect the connection with the Creator. Therefore, you will get the corresponding result. Try to work in such a way that everyone awakens his friends. From the first part of the Daily Kabbalah lesson July 4, 2022. Mingling, 
inclusion. We determine how the world will be drawn to a common connection. It is revealed to everyone in their own ways and in different forms, but in the end, everyone is approaching the recognition that the entire universe is a single perfect system where everything is connected to each another. We are in the center of the universe and by our connection, we determine how quickly the entire world will be drawn to a common connection. The connection in our Kabbalistic group will be revealed as a central, fateful, decisive factor for the entire world. Then we will feel love, hatred, and care directed at us. That is, all the feelings that humanity experiences toward us. All these feelings are legitimate because it is we who are responsible for the universal correction. Soon it will begin to be revealed, like a sprout gradually comes out of a grain planted in the ground. From the second part of the Daily Kabbalah lesson July 4, 2022. Writings of Balha Sulam The Love of God and the Love of Man Humanity is destined for happiness. The society of the future is the happiest and most perfect society of all possible and existing. Humanity is already destined for happiness. The main criteria for such a society are connection between people, love, mutual responsibility, and unity. Nothing else, everything is very precise and clear. Question, is it possible to have a perfect society in one confined place? Answer, history knows a few attempts to create such a society by a group of people in some particular places. This idea did not succeed and this society did not last long. Creating such a society must derive from continuous expansion until it becomes the only one on earth. If a society becomes isolated in its own happiness, it eventually collapses. Throughout the development of mankind, there have been perfectionists who wanted to bring the whole world to happiness or to do it in a particular area. But they did not succeed. From Cab TV's Kabbalah Express June 24, 2022. Prohibited equals impossible. Question, there is the commandment, you shall not take the name of the Lord, your God, in vain. Why? Answer, in Kabbalah, do not do is equivalent to impossible. You cannot reproduce the name of the Creator because for this you have to attune yourself correctly and make yourself similar to the Creator. That is, do not do means simply impossible. It is impossible to reveal the Creator if you do not connect with other people, otherwise he simply is not revealed. Question, where is the Creator revealed? Where do I find him? Answer, between people. From Cab TV's Spiritual States June 7, 2022. And it's all the Creator. The Creator in Hebrew is Bor which means come and see. The fact is that when a person attains the upper force, he calls it bore, which emphasizes that the purpose of one's development is to rise above the forces of this world, meaning above inanimate, vegetative, and animate nature, to the level of the creator, bore the basis of the whole nature of our world. When we say God, 
we mean a common force that exists and dominates everything, including absolutely all the lower levels within itself. And what animates, supports, and gives birth to everything around us, we call nature, and it is still the same creator. From Cab TV's Spiritual States May 21, 2022 In the world of information. Comment, I heard a story about an accident in a research lab that occurred in Germany in the 60s. The story goes that an employee accidentally dropped a tightly sealed flask of a toxin into a container with water and it wasn't removed from the water until some days later. It was discovered that although the flask of poison was tightly sealed and its contents could not have mixed with water, laboratory mice that were given this water died. The water did not physically come into contact with the poison, but it nonetheless absorbed its destructive information. My response, the fact is, we feel the material itself, water, poison, still, vegetative, and animates nature. Our whole world is a world of vectors, a world of forces. And we no longer feel them in the form of forces, but represent them in the form of matter in all its various forms. Therefore, if we break away from matter and turn to the world of information, to the field of forces, then we can see that almost everything around us, and ourselves are a force field that carries and communicates with each other precisely with informational data. In this case, it does not matter much how and where it happens, through some walls, restrictions, border conditions, what is the diffusion or the influence of the vector on the vector. All the same. Informational data influences even at a great distance or while enclosed in a container like a glass bulb. Therefore, even if it seems to us, in our materialized world that bodies do not connect together, naturally they influence each other. Especially in delicate forces and in small doses. Question, what kind of power is water? Answer. Water is the general reviving force of our nature because we are created on the basis of water. In principle, we could have been created on other terms. But the quality of water is the quality of bestowal, the quality of transfer, the quality of a revival, the kind attitude of one object to another. If water connects them, then positive information is transferred. From Cab TV's Close Up The Secret of Life July 13, 2011 Michael Leitman, on Quora, to what do you attribute the recent upswing in violent attacks against Jewish people? The core reason for hatred and attacks against Jews is that there is no mutual responsibility among the Jewish people. The foundation of the Jewish people is ideological, not biological, that we once united according to the tenet love your friend as yourself during the increasingly divisive times of ancient Babylon, and by doing so, became a conduit for the force of love and bestowal to enter among us, and spread to others. Since those times, human egoism grew and we lost our sense of such connection. However, whether we know it or not, and the vast majority of us, today are unaware of it, we hold potential and the method to achieve a state that can elevate humanity to a state of common love. Why does achieving such a state of connection hold immense importance today? 
It is because reaching a state of love among humanity holds the key to solving every problem humanity faces today on all scales, personal, social, economic, ecological and global. The fact that hatred and attacks against Jews have been on the rise in recent times is due to the need for love and connection to enter the world, and the Jews hold the key to unite. In the mid-2000s, I warned American Jews about a forthcoming rise in anti-Semitic crimes and threats through various lectures across the country, and the idea was publicly dismissed as nonsense by various American Jews in attendance. Today, however, we are in the midst of exponentially increasing anti-Semitic crimes and threats, and the solution to the problem, the unity of the Jewish people, forming ties of mutual responsibility, remains elusive. By failing to acknowledge our need to come together, we invite hatred and attacks upon ourselves. On the contrary, if we develop the power of unification among us, then we will see an inversion of that very hatred into its opposites of love and respect for a nation that brings goodness to the world. It is my hope that we will take heed to our need to unite above all of our differences, and by doing so spread the unifying force to humanity at large. Based on the video why is there a recent Israel-Arab uprising against Israeli Jews? With Kabbalist Dr. Michael Leitman and Aaron Levi. Written, edited by students of Kabbalist Dr. Michael Leitman.